Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Today is President's Day, uh, but money never takes a day off, right? We got to get out there and get those dead presidents. And that is what our common sense millionaire, George Dines, helps, uh, gives us some tips about how to do it. Not just how to get those dead presidents, but how to keep them. George, how you doing today? Wonderful, wonderful. Good morning. So yes, it is President's Day and every day, dead presidents uh, in the form of (laughs) bills uh, are on people's minds. You know, that's what they call, that's what they call money, dead presidents. You know, how can I get some dead presidents if you are a Rakim listener and who isn't? Uh, so let's talk about those dead presidents. Let's talk about how to get those 100s, those 50s. You say you've got to start out by budgeting. Yeah, you know, you're going to get me in trouble again because <laughs> you got me telling people what they need to do. But it's true what they need to do. Uh, budgeting is essential to everything that we do in life, basically. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the obvious one is everyone complains about the federal government budget, right? Because what are they doing? They're spending more money than they actually receive. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what do they do when they do that? They borrow. It's just that their credit card has a much higher limit than ours. Okay. <laughs> So what we have to do is we have to uh, flip that so that we're doing something that makes sense about how we're planning for our money. Mm-hmm. Um, first, people, uh, people, folks, look, why is the budgeting important? It's because if we look around us, uh, what's going on right now, we see that things cost a lot more than what they used to cost. Okay. It includes food, but it also includes things like new cars. Okay, have you you've gone to the to a dealership to look for a new car? And I think most people are shocked at how much new cars cost. I mean, I know I am, but I wanted to see it. Sure. So cars are costing more. If you're trying to do a family trip, okay, you're going to one of those theme parks. Those costs have risen uh, ridiculously. Also. You have to look at how do you manage healthcare costs. We all know about what is that thing called where you have to make the payment. Um, a copay. copay, yeah, right. And so copay differs from just walking into the office to get a physical for or a copay that you have for surgery. If you want to do fun stuff, a, a movie costs a heck of a lot of money right now probably like around $15 a ticket in some, and that's not even with popcorn or anything like that. Um, You also have to think about your investments. And why do I mention that? Because we have high inflation so that every day our money is worth less. And also what this typically does for folk is since inflation is high and the return on investments is low, People start to look for more riskier things to get a higher return on their money. And that creates other problems for them in the future, especially if there's an economic disaster or something. This is why budgeting is extremely important. And uh, once again, uh, me, the Common Sense Millionaire, 
I had a lot of trouble with this. I had problems with this years ago, and I had to work with uh, with budgeting to get the ship right. So let me ask you a question because we talk a lot about budgets. How do you really do a budget? Because I think sometimes people may think, okay, you know, I take in this amount of money. I've got this amount of bills. I got to pay the car. No, got to pay the mortgage, got to pay this and that. But aside from those kinds of monthly bills that we all know we have to pay, the mortgage, the car note, the utilities, how do you budget for the rest of it? Okay. There's a whole bunch of uh, methods out there. Uh, like there's a one called the 50-30-20 rule. Then there's a 40-40-20 um, rule. It, it's it's really the one that works best for you and your situation. Now, uh, I'll, I'll give an example. Right, The 50-30-20 rule says that you use 50% of your money for mandatory expenses, 30% for what you want, and twenty uh, percent for savings. Mm-hmm. So before you before you go to that, you've got to really like look at your net income, get your paycheck. What's your net income? You got to find out how much money you make each month. Okay, then you put into effect some type of plan on how you divide your money to make it work for you and your family. Now, I like the fifty thirty twenty, but I was able to to kind of flip that. And what I did was I did the 20% savings, no matter what, that was the first thing that went out, okay? And then there was the uh, the mandatory expenses, and then whatever's left was, you know, discretionary, or for most people, leisurely. The, the key for that was um, I took a, it took a long-term perspective. So I said, okay, I've got to fund my retirement first. I need to fund this over the next 20 years. It doesn't matter if it's $50 a check, $60 a check. you got to do something. you got to get started with something. So that was the first thing that got funded no matter what. Then each year, which I'm going through this process now, even though I'm a little late, is I print every – I go back to my uh, uh, checking account. I print out the checking account transactions. I look at every transaction on there and Mm. make an evaluation. Is this an expense that needs to continue or can I cut this off? Okay. And recently I have begun to cut off expenses that I have no need for and I should not be using it for. These were clearly discretionary type things. I absolutely love that idea just to go through your checking account statements because that is where you, you know, you can't lie. You can't ease your way out of it. Because I think a lot of the challenge in budgeting is people want to bury their head in the sand so they never know how much they actually have. And therefore, they don't have to think about how much they actually have to spend. So you just kind of spend uh, indiscriminately because you're not exactly sure how much you have, because maybe you don't want to know that number. Right. Well, we got to know the number. And if I can tell you what happened to me. One, I found charges that I had forgotten about. Mm. I was so pissed off. Uh, I found charges that were recurring for certain things that I'm not even using it for anymore. Right. Okay. All I canceled. Uh, also, I did the same thing for my credit card um, uh, transactions as well. I went through those. The, the key is that you're going to find, because of the fraud 
in, that's going on out here. I found about $200 of charges that were made on one of my credit cards that I didn't even realize. Mm. Okay. Immediately I reported that, got that stuff uh, erased off of, off of my account. So it's very important that you look at that. At least at the beginning of the year, go back to the prior year, and then each month closely monitor what you're doing. And then, right, because once you know what you're doing, then you can make decisions. So I think, and I mean, I have to give you credit for this, George, in listening to you, I'm learning how to be more intentional. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, if I do Uber Eats this week, or if I do takeout, or if I do, that's going to take away from next week, me being able to do something like go to the movies or go out of town or uh, you know, things that I might rather do because sometimes, especially with all these various apps and things that we have now, we get stuck in convenience. And also, yes. as you mentioned, all these varying subscriptions, everybody has a subscription to 10 different things, whether it's Prime Video, Netflix, or or whatever it is. And sometimes those things hit your account and you forgot that you signed up for something that is taking that money out of your account every month, as you said. So it is very essential. I think it's a great idea to take a look at your checking account and figure out what do I want to spend my money on and what do I not want to spend my money on? Because that seems to be the decision making that has to happen. So what are the other things that you need to do to create a realistic budget? Well, the um, I think that's that's like step number two of what we were talking about, looking at that. Uh, then step number three is, do I really need this? Okay. And, it, you know, I'm, I, if I don't need it, it's got to go. Okay. Uh, step number four is, uh, I don't know how to say this, but what, what is this costing me? Okay, what is this lack of a budget costing me? Mm. Does this mean that I have to pay for bounce checks? Mm. Okay, or I'm paying ridiculous interest rates? Okay, you you look at your credit cards, and most of those interest rates are at twenty percent. Yeah. Okay, so it's a, it's a matter of going back to your plan to say, all right, how much how much am I going to spend to kill out this credit card balance? on one or multiple cards so that I can get my budget back in shape. So I have more money to do other stuff. And the other stuff for me is investing in yourself. Um, you know, if you're, if you're spending all your money on DoorDash, all right, I don't consider that the same as spending money on a class. Okay. Because if, if you're increasing your educational skills, Theoretically, that could have an impact on your uh, the money that you make in the future. Right. Okay. Then, um, hopefully, you are not doing this in a vacuum. That you're doing it with your spouse. Okay. Because husbands and wives, there is a tradition of husbands and wives spending in secret <laughs> and not fully disclosing what each of the other one is doing. And then you find out somebody is loaded with a huge debt. Okay. Yeah, that's called financial abuse. Uh, and that is a real thing where you've got some, yeah. you've got a spouse or a partnership where one person is spending, not telling the other. Uh, I, I, I am always amazed that people are married and living in the same household 
and do not know what the other spouse makes, do not yeah. know what the other spouse spends. And I've heard people say, well, that's my business. That's my money. I was like, but how is it your money if you are sharing a household and in some cases, children and vacations, a bed, all of these things, right. and you don't right. know what the other person's finances are. I, I just, I can't, I guess I'm single because I can't fathom how that works. Uh, it, it's in, it's incredible to me. Um, uh, the Tanya, you, you would not believe I have lost clients because of these discussions, because, you know, when you sit down and you bring all of the information out and show it to them, it, it's kind of crazy. So like right now, uh, my wife and I are planning for vacation. Mm-hmm. Okay? Vacation is not till June. I'm very lucky to be married to a planner, okay? And so she's she talked to me yesterday. She says, look, I've already got the tickets on hold, all right? Here's how much everything's going to cost, and I just need to know if you can make it this day, and then we'll figure, you know, we figure out the money, at, you know, later on. Right. right. Because I tell her, no, we're going to use this credit card because I want to get the points off of that. And then as soon as we get back from vacation, we're going to pay it off, Okay. There's a lot of families that, that don't work like that, okay, which is uh, kind of unfortunate. The, the, other, the other key thing is to, you know, make it this, you have to make it this, even you're going through your process, you got to make a decision of what you want to pay off. Mm-hmm. You have to make a decision. Uh, is there a credit card that you want to pay off? Do you want to pay your car off, okay, early? How do we, how do we divert funds to do that? Um, how do I get the credit card at a level where if I have an emergency situation to make a car repair or, you know, the auntie is sick and, you know, I, I got to go to Cleveland. Where's your emergency reserve? That's part of your budget. The absolute emergency reserve. No one has one. Or most people don't. Most people are, we have an emergency reserve in case we got to get on the plane. And we talk about this all the time. We have elderly family members. And we know we may have to get on the plane. And Tanya, you know, when you have to go, you know how much it costs. Right. So, yeah. And that's that's it. It's, it's planning with your family on what you're going to do. What are your goals? What are you looking to do? Okay. Do you want to send your kid to a special class? Um, what do you do when it, it's your kid's 15? And they want to go to college. It's it's a this is not magical. It's a long term process that pays off in the end. And I just tell people it will pay off. It paid off for me in a way that's just ridiculous. Well, the critical thing is that you have to know what you have. You have to be very yes. clear on what it is that you have, because you may then have to say to yourself, I'm not making enough. You know, if I'm spending 60% of my income on rent, then I may have to find a way to bring in more income in order to cover that and the other things that I want to do, because continuing to stay in debt in order to finance your life, that's not going to turn out well for you. And that's the reality. Okay. This is called reality check, right? It is. That's the reality. And most people, as you say, do not want to deal with that. Okay. I learned the hard way. And so I, I have to deal with what the reality is. Um, my twist on, on the savings was I made sure that I could do as much as possible automated in terms of saving. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
right? So uh, either either I was saving through a paycheck or any of the other money I was making was just going directly to a, an account as savings, okay? Uh, and that uh, worked uh, very well for me, and particularly taking the time to clear up credit card balances. Uh, that stuff is crazy. Well, now you have an array of apps uh, that can help you with budgeting. They can, yes. um, you know, you can go old school on a Microsoft spreadsheet if that's what you want to do. Uh, some people find those challenging to use, but they do do calculations for you. Um, and they are budgeting apps. And there are also apps that will divert your money right from your checking account into their savings so that you can, and it's not necessarily always a bank. It might be just a specific savings account or an app where you can kind of hold money uh, in the app, either to save for retirement or just to have as a reserve. And then you can do money market accounts as well that you can directly divert your funds into. Do you find that that helps people save just having those, having that money taken straight out of uh, your account if you get a direct deposit? Oh, yes, definitely. Because it's not in your hand. Okay. It's not in your hand and you can't touch it. Okay. And it's, it's very important that it just goes right out of your account. I have uh, several like that. You know, Tanya, you and I have been talking about this and I've been playing with them where, you know, I have, you know, amounts going into there just to, to see how well it works, how easy it is. And the beauty of it to me is, if you do that and you just kind of let it go before you know it, the money's doubled. And um, that's, that also means that, you know, I don't look at it every day. I'm, I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to like say, hey, look, this is, a, this is a good app. This is a good investment. I'm putting my money in and I'm, I'm letting it go. You know, wherever, wherever the market goes, that's going to go. Uh, and that's, um, I think that's very easy for people to get around. And um, also harder to think about, I need to go raid that because I want an Xbox or something like that. Right. But the critical thing is uh, to know what you have and then to evaluate what it is that you're spending so that you're getting what you're spending on things that you really want, because we do tend to get tripped up by convenience. We do tend to get tripped up by impulse buying. But if you do a budget, there are better ways uh, for you to intentionally spend your money. And I know that that is what you preach, the power of intention. That is uh, something that we hear from you all the time. George Dines, the common sense millionaire, keeping us on point on President's Day so we can get some of those dead presidents and hold on to them. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you, exactly. George. We will Thanks see so much. We will see you next week. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 